This is AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the global automotive industry. Today is Veterans Day in the United States, and AutoLine salutes all the men and women who have and who are serving in uniform. Thank you for your dedication. We know we have a lot of viewers outside of the U.S., and we respect the service of your veterans as well. Okay, let's get to the latest developments in the automotive industry. Well, Nikola is in a heap of legal trouble. Both the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission launched investigations into the startup in September after Hindenburg Research accused Nikola of misleading investors about its fuel cell technology. Now, according to a filing with the SEC, Nikola and its founder Trevor Milton were served grand jury subpoenas. And this is just the latest revelation that makes us wonder if Nikola's partnership with General Motors will happen. The two companies haven't signed a deal yet, and as these negotiations go on, the less it looks like it will happen. Honda is taking a route to autonomy that few other automakers want to follow. The Japanese government just gave Honda permission to put a Level 3 car on the road in Japan. Level 3 refers to a car that can drive autonomously on different types of roads, but hands everything back to the driver when it encounters something it can't handle. Many AV experts worry that drivers may not be ready to take immediate control in an emergency. But Honda's description of what it called Traffic Jam Pilot actually sounds more like a Level 2 system, such as Cadillac Super Cruise. It has a camera which monitors the driver, meaning the driver has to be paying attention. Traffic Jam Pilot will be available on Honda Legends in the Japanese market in just a couple of months. BMW announced a lot of details about its new electric flagship, the iX. It's built on a dedicated BEV platform that will be used for other models as well. It's powered by two electric motors with a combined 500 horsepower that will deliver a 0-60 to time of 5 seconds. And it will have a 300-mile driving range based on the EPA test procedure. If you use a 200-kilowatt DC charger, it can fill the battery to 80% capacity in 40 minutes and in 10 minutes, you can get an extra 75 miles of range. Interestingly, the motors do not use any rare earth materials. With China dominating the market for rare earths, many non-Chinese automakers are designing motors that do not need those materials. The BMW iX will go on sale in early 2022. There's a ton of information about this car that you can find in the press release, which we'll link to. We want to know what drives your testing. OTA, connected car, diagnostics, remote testing. Intrepid Control Systems is here to help you work from anywhere. Intrepid Control Systems, driven by your data. What's the weather tomorrow? High of 64. Find me the closest coffee shop. 20. Results found. And a date for tonight. Introducing dynamic voice recognition in the all-new Hyundai Elantra. Electric pickups are in the headlines, and there will be at least nine models in the U.S. market by 2023. 
but a study from automotive consultant Warren Brown says those trucks will only generate sales of 40,000 units in 2023. That's because they'll have an average transaction price $20,000 more than a comparable piston-powered truck. Plus, they'll be configured in a way that only appeals to a small portion of the market. Warren Brown was our guest on AutoLine this week, and he says fleet buyers will not be interested. Fleet buyers aren't going to buy $70,000 pickup trucks. There's no purchasing manager in the world that I'm aware of in the business that I've been in for 40 years that's going to say, well, you know, I know it's $20,000 higher, but let's just go after them and, and, and do this. Now, that doesn't mean that they won't get some fleet sales, but I don't see this as a fleet customer product, one, because of the price. But in the long run, the maintenance costs are going to be less. Uh, and the operating cost in terms of fuel economy are going to be less, but that's down the road. That's down the road. So I, I, I don't see this. And you know what? A hundred units, a thousand units, it's not going to, it's going to break these companies if that's the volume. There, there's no overriding United States infrastructure in terms of incentives, um, a national distribution on charging stations um, that says this is what we're going to do. Now, maybe Biden will do it. Maybe he won't. But they're at the, at the moment, they're fighting an uphill battle that is enormous. So they'll be a niche player, and they'll be a much more of a niche player in the fleet market. Warren did go on to say that electric trucks might have a chance in the fleet market if companies do a buyback, meaning they'll buy them back after the end of a lease. For more of Warren's insight, you can watch that full interview on our website, or YouTube channel. Of course, Tesla and Ford are reporting strong orders for their electric pickups. Some forecasters estimate that Tesla Cybertruck has over 700,000 orders so far. And Ford says interest in its electric F-150 is so strong that it's increasing production plans by 50% and adding 200 more jobs at the Rouge plant, where it invested $700 million to make the new truck. And speaking of Ford EV production, the electric version of the Transit, called the E-Transit, which debuts tomorrow, will be built in its Kansas City assembly plant. Ford is investing $100 million and adding roughly 150 new jobs to make the all-electric van. The E-Transit arrives late next year, while the electric F-150 comes in the middle of 2022. But wait, there's even more. Ford is also investing about $150 million to make e-motors at its Van Dyke transmission plant and will make an EV that shares a platform with the Mustang Mach-E at the same plant in Mexico. We don't have any more details on that, but if you do, let us know. A month ago, Tesla launched the Refresh Model 3, which included, among other things, a boost in range. That suggested the car is being equipped with a larger battery pack. And now Electric reports that Tesla confirmed the Model 3 comes with a new 82 kilowatt hour battery pack. Previously, 75 kilowatt hours was the largest pack you could get. The new batteries, which are produced by Panasonic at the Nevada Gigafactory, are 5% more energy dense. They are still 2170 battery cells and not the 4680 cells Tesla unveiled at its battery day in September. A Model 3 long-range dual-motors model with all-wheel drive now gets an EPA-estimated 
353 miles of range on a single charge. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires, your journey, our passion. Intrepid Control Systems, over-the-air engineering, boost your game, and by Hyundai. Cars are one of the most recycled consumer products, but there are always ways to recycle more from them. Here's an interesting use of used airbag material. Reebok has teamed up with South Korean label Kanghyuk to introduce a shoe that's made from strips of repurposed airbags. Just 50 pairs will be made. They cost 250 pounds, which is $330, and will only be sold at Dover Street Market, London. The shoes certainly have an interesting look, and if you're a fan of the style, Kanghyuk actually makes a whole line of clothing from old airbag material. Retail giant Walmart seems serious about delivering goods to customers without human drivers. It already has been using drones, as well as autonomous vehicles from Neuro and Ford, and now it's teaming up with GM's Cruise. Walmart is launching a pilot program in Phoenix, Arizona to deliver goods using Cruise's vehicles, although it did not say how many will be used in the test. Not only will this be better for the environment, because the vehicles are all electric, and you don't have someone wasting gas to go to the store, but it should also be cheaper because a driver is not required to be in the vehicle as well. Bruce Myers, who designed the iconic Myers-Manx dune buggy in 1964, has sold the Myers-Manx company. If you didn't know, it's still making buggy kits to this day. The company was purchased by an investment firm called Truesdale Ventures. But no need to worry, it seems Myers-Manx is in good hands. Truesdale Ventures wants to carry on the legacy of the company and will do that with CEO Freeman Thomas, who's a former designer from the VW Group, as well as Daimler Chrysler and Ford. And we invite you to join us tomorrow for AutoLine After Hours, when our guest will be Brian Goldstein, the Vice President of Mobility at Bridgestone. How can a tire company play a role in mobility? You might be surprised at the opportunities it sees. Pete Bigelow from Automotive News will also be on the show, so join John and Gary for some of the best insights into what's going on in the automotive industry. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.